What's up, you guys? It's Miss Beth, and I'm so excited to drop this podcast for you. It is jam-packed with tons of information in a very short amount of time. It is a conversation with one of my favorite friends um, who I met on the internet. Uh, her name is also Beth, and um, if you are on Instagram, she is known as Days with Gray. She is the teacher mom that is keeping it real and giving you fun, quick activities to do with your little and big kids. She has three boys, ages six to 10, and we are discussing in this episode everything you need to know in all of our quick tricks and tips on how to raise a human. Um, so we're talking beyond academics. We're talking beyond like the early childhood years. We're talking all things, getting your kids to do things for themselves, like get ready for camp or do their own laundry or maybe learn to peel a vegetable or clip their own toenails. So she's sharing some of her experience and some of her expertise, and it's just a fun conversation. I have linked a few things um, that she has posted about that might be helpful in the show notes. And also, guys, it's my birthday, um, if you're listening to this uh, on June 27th. So you know how when you're little and you get to bring like cupcakes to your class on your own birthday to share with your friends? I am doing that, but instead of cupcakes, you're getting a discount. Every video course on bigcityreaders.com is on sale if you use the code birthday this week only. So celebrate with me and grab a course that is rooted in the evidence, science, and research of learning to read. And you'll learn a couple of uh, little parenting hacks with some social emotional support in there too. So enjoy my birthday treat for you and enjoy this episode. Okay, so Beth, we are going to talk about something that you are very skilled in, not only because of your background in education, but because you are raising three boys to be adults. So we're going to talk about how to figure things out and how to be an adult today. Yeah, yay. <laughs> and can we acknowledge that, uh, you know, I've never had a conversation with another Beth until my adult years. I don't know if you really. Yeah, I never I didn't have any child friends that were Beth because they were always Elizabeth and they went by Liz. I know. I always think that I'm like, should I go by Liz? But no, we're the best. Yeah, I, I am actually just Beth. So what, you are? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> actually, in high school, they used to call me just Beth. Just Beth. That's so cute. <laughs> when I was in high school, they used to call me Bucky because I have really big teeth. <laughs> oh, I, that's hilarious. I know. Now I like smile. It's a beautiful yeah. smile. Ditto. Um, and okay. Also, uh, I love that we are internet friends, but we have met in real life. A lot of my internet friends, I have never met in real life, but we have. Yeah. It's amazing how close you can get, you know, you have common things to speak about and talk about. And then especially we're both in education. So then we have our different viewpoints or same viewpoints. And it's really cool to kind of come and have these kind of conversations. I know. And, and we both are always like talking about how the internet can be like a scary place, but I love that also. I mean, I feel like I could text you. I feel like I do like text you and you've texted me like random, like, Hey, what are you doing about this? Or like, have you heard about this? Or I'm like, ah, this thing is crazy. What would you, what would you do? And it's just so mm -hmm. nice to like have friends that get it. Yeah, absolutely. And you get it and you get the parenting thing. And I love how relatable your content is and that you're always, you know, kind of just like you're silly and funny um, mm -hmm. with it because you have to be. 
Yeah. Yeah. You really do. Actually, I was thinking of you because, you know, 40 minutes ago, I was at the pool. Two kids were eating donuts in a bathing suit, dripping water on me. I'm like, okay, this is, you know, this is the reality of, of a working parent, right? You got to like race home, wash your face, throw on some mascara and get ready for <laughs> something you have to be changes. present for. Yes. The mascara changes everything. I feel like it makes you look so much more awake. Oh, mascara. Yeah, I know. Yes, it definitely does. Um, okay. So I'm loving everything that you've been talking about on social media about how you're like getting your boys to learn things like peel vegetables, clip their toenails, especially because I was talking to a friend, I won't name her, but she mm -hmm. had a meltdown the other day. She was like, I just, she, her kids, she has three kids and they're so like well-behaved all the time. And she all of a sudden was like, why is no one doing anything? Like, no one is grateful for anything. I can't, you, I just want you to make your bed. Like I'm asking the bare minimum. Like, and she, obviously the kids are home for the summer. She's feeling a bit like, okay, everyone's in my space. No one's listening to me. I'm overwhelmed. And how do I get my kids to do things, especially if I already have them doing things like they used to do things so like there's two things i kind of want to talk about like do you have advice for i know you have advice for like starting to introduce things but also i'm wondering if you had advice for like how do we like reignite like okay this is what you're gonna do you're gonna make your own breakfast or you're gonna pack the lunch or you're gonna pack the pool bag yeah I, so it, you know this really is different for different ages right because you're you're thinking about the same skills right even as an adult we still need to do the same things we still need to brush our teeth right but um but starting those habits early on is is really key but as a as a busy parent too you have to pick it like okay well what is most important to me what do i need to focus on because we cannot possibly do it all Mm -hmm. And, um, so I think a schedule or like a daily routine for different age groups looks differently, but the most important thing to remember anybody who's just starting their summer or maybe even like the second week is that it's so messy for everybody. And so even like these Instagrammers that you're following and everything looks great. Um, they're also telling that, telling you the truth that there's a lot going on too, trying to figure it out because you're used to having maybe a quiet time and now the kids are home and then the kids are wondering, you know, well, when, when is it okay for me to turn on the TV or when is it okay for me to eat 14 snacks, you know? So, so I think just, I think giving your space and telling your friend that like, that's completely normal for those two weeks. And then I notice a change and a shift around that third week that things start to get a little bit better of a hum. And it's deciding on the front end, what is most important to me as the parent? What do I want? So like, for me, I've noticed that throughout my child's since they were little, that morning TV, just, we would turn it off and nobody knew what to do with themselves and they were cranky. And it just, I was cranky, they were cranky. And it just, we came to a complete abrupt stop when it was turned off. And so for me, I've always found that it was important for our family to bump the TV up or Nintendo time up till like three o'clock. And then that way they can play all day or be bored all day or read all day or whatever they need to do all day. And then at three o'clock when I'm toast and they're toast, we can all settle down. Oh, and I, I think, love, yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. It's something that has really helped us in just the way that our family works. Um, so, so really, I think the first step is thinking about, okay, well, what is the most important part or, um, and then the second part of that, I think as a parent and as an adult is knowing 
what is the hardest time of day for me? So again, the hardest time for me has, I'm not a, I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, I crash around like 3.30. Uh, so I needed to first think about like those two times and how I could find solutions to those times before I can figure out what my kids are doing. Because if I can't function, then they can't function. Oh, that's so good. Okay. This is like what I always tell people also when they're like looking for a school, if I'm doing someone else, like a consultation on how to pick the right school, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it's great if somebody's going to give you like a play-by-play of what to do with your kids over the summer, but like, it doesn't matter if you don't pick what's important to you. Um, another thing that you said, which is why it's also so great that you, and I, and, and Beth has these, um, breakfast invitations. So if you are looking for things to do instead of TV in the morning, she's got your back. So check out days with gray and I'll link that of course. But, um, I, it's so relatable to me because, um, I, I have ADHD. And so like, I am like very aware of like where I get serotonin and dopamine boost, but mm. then it's, it's also like so I, I know that if I look at, and it's anyone, not just people with ADHD, not just kids, but whatever you do for the first hour of the day is going to be how your brain looks for those chemical, like for those, for those hits. And yeah. so if we're, if we immediately wake up as adults and grab our phone, then like nothing is going to be able to give us that big of a surge for the rest of the day. So you're going to have a rough day. If the first thing you do is look at your phone. Same thing with kids. If the first thing they do is go to the screen, then no wonder you're going to have meltdowns the rest of the day. That first hour is so important for our brain development and for like how we go about the rest of our day. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And, and just to piggyback off that, that's, that's exactly what I found. And I found when we started the morning with connection. So a breakfast invitation is a super simple setup that you leave out for your child at the breakfast table. So the idea would be that your child comes down, you, you know, you're all waking up and your child has something playful to work on or think or create as you're making the breakfast or sipping your coffee or whatever you like to do in the morning and you're connecting casually. So you're not hovering over your child, teaching them a lesson. You're connecting as you're pouring your coffee being like, oh, it looks like your color sorting or prompting or playing, you know, like you're confused if you feel like they need a prompt, like, oh, oh, that must, you know, does this one go here? You know, letting your child kind of become the teacher role. And then that way um, you start off the morning, they have your attention, they're connecting, they're thinking. And what I've noticed is a lot of times they take whatever supplies, especially when they were younger, whatever supplies were for the breakfast invitation, then they, you know, leave me afterwards and go off and play. And mostly that's because they're like, well, okay, I've got mom's attention. I don't need it anymore. (laughs) We weren't fighting for my attention, you know, first thing in the morning. And it still kind of allowed me to wake up a little bit slowly, you know, when you have kids, you open your eyes and all of a sudden you have to like wash a bottle, change a diaper. You know, there's even, even with older kids, you know, if, if I don't wake up five minutes before them, it's an abrupt waking. you know, they, whatever time it is. Um, so, so yeah, it's having that morning plan in place, just like you say, just like as an adult, if you shift away from your phone or things that you find kind of take away your energy, um, and shift it. it. It makes such a such a huge difference. And I think that just to mention quickly too is I'm not a morning person, so I'm not somebody who's going to be telling people to wake up an hour before your kids do, because a lot of times if kids are waking up at six thirty and seven thirty, that's a five thirty wake up. And for somebody who functions from good sleep, you know, I'm 
I, I also need sleep just as much. So um, I'm also a big advocate for figuring out what works for you, not just like what you're hearing is supposed to be what works. Yes. And like acknowledging you're not a morning person. Some people are. My sister is pregnant with her fourth baby, works full time, like, sh and she wakes up at 5 a.m. so that she can go on a run. I'm like, I, I don't even run at 5 a.m. And I'm like, I feel obviously very bad about myself. She's like seven months pregnant with a fourth kid going on runs. And I'm like, <laughs> here I am. I'm like, I do get up early, but it's, it's so it's just like, even though we both are morning people, my morning routine looks like I know that I need two hours before I can be fully present with people. Um, because I just, there's so much I have to like organize in my brain. So I do wake up at five, but I'm definitely not running at five. <laughs> Right, right. And and as you get older, so one tip we we were talking about like how to how to help kids become a little bit more um independent, right? So one thing when they were toddlers and preschoolers on the weekends, that's when they were allowed to wake up and watch TV, but we would leave them breakfast in the fridge. And so you can start to think like, okay, well, my child probably can't pour from the giant milk container, but if I put the milk in maybe a small measuring glass, you know, those um the yeah. Maybe you don't want to use glass. Maybe you want to use a plastic one, but you know, the little small one with the handle and a little, little edge that you can pour from, right? So we would put a little bit of milk in that. And then in a container, I'd put a little bit of cereal and kind of leave it. So when they open the refrigerator door, they just grabbed their supplies, made their breakfast and got themselves settled. Um, now you do want to be present when kids are eating. I'm not saying like, you know, yeah you should be upstairs sleeping or something, but it helped build that independence in the morning of like, okay, get your own breakfast. And now it's six, nine and six, eight and nine, they can do those things, but only because we started in a smaller downed version for when they were toddlers and preschoolers. So um, I think thinking about the skills that you really want your kids to be independent with, and then taking a step back and getting really good at one thing at a time um, before being like, okay, you need to make your bed, brush your teeth, eat your breakfast. You know, that's like, whoa, especially, you know, it, it's just a lot. <laughs> yeah. And especially like, I think focusing on that one thing and then really teaching them how to celebrate that. Like, look, last month, it was so hard for you to make your bed. Now you don't even think about it. Look at how much your brain is growing. Let's add a new skill. Or maybe this month, should we try two things like helping them see their own growth instead of us just like throwing everything at them. Like, here's all the things you need to do before you can go play with your friends or before you can watch TV or before we go to the pool. It's like, wow, I am really proud of you. You made your bed every day for 10 days. Yeah. And admittingly, like my kids aren't there yet because I haven't chosen that yet. Right. So we just started talking about that to, to um, make our own beds, but because that wasn't the one skill that we've learned how to perfect, you know, and, and that's the thing to remember too, is like, every home, there are things that get fallen and, and, and kids are good things at. And if we compare knowing that, you know, the neighbor makes their bed every morning, I think sometimes as parents, we need to also recognize, well, wait, but you, but what is my, what have we worked on? What does my child do? You know, rather than thinking like there's, they're always not doing enough. Um, because right now, especially we're all, kids are trying to balance just as much as we are. I think sometimes we just forget that. And yeah. And, and that's like a reminder to myself, right? I, I mean, we're all guilty at like just expecting everything to, to go well. But one thing that I did is I was thinking a lot in the beginning of the summer of like those life skills, like you said, like 
peeling a vegetable or tying our shoes or um, even making a phone call to order pizza, right? Thinking about how those kinds of things are important. And I also sometimes get boggled down by like overwhelm. Like if I see a list, I don't work as well with a list because it's a lot of information on one piece of paper. So instead I created this calendar and uh, without any date. So anybody could like jump in at one time. It's just like this life skills for big kid counter. And it says like, okay, on Monday, we're going to learn how to use a vegetable peeler. And on Tuesday, we're going to use a can opener. And on Wednesday, we're going to change the toilet paper roll. Thursday, tire shoes. Friday, make a phone call for pizza. And each day has just one really simple task to introduce. I love it. Yeah. And the kids have had a lot of fun with it because they will, they will be, you know, it's just one thing. So it's less overwhelming, you know, like it was hammer and nail on Wednesday and we never got to that. But I think the thing about a life skill calendar or life skill checklist is it's also, it's also okay if, if something comes up that day and you just need to be like, okay, we didn't get to that. And then just go right to Thursday. Yeah, and you know what? I think something you could do with that even, I, I feel like this, doing this life skill, like this, okay, Monday, we're gonna learn this life skill. If you don't get to that life skill, like I feel like you could easily pivot to having your kids like tell you, okay, like, okay, we didn't get to that. Why? What did we do today? So were there any life skills that you learned that weren't on the list? Mm, yeah, I love that. Did while we were, you know, so like maybe like, oh, we had such a fun day, we had ice skating. And then, so then you're teaching them to look back on their own, experience and be like, oh, you know what? Something that I did that that I haven't done before was I went and returned the ice skates and I like, or I paid the bill at the restaurant. So like helping them see like, oh my gosh, wait, I'm growing. And then, so they're in turn, like then teaching their brain to go look for all of those things that they're getting better at every day. I love that so much. That's so important. And I, I, I'm going to use our calendar and if something we don't get to, I'm just going to show them how to cross it out and write what we did do. So that that's really cool. Or just kind of add it to the box. Yes. I love that. And another thing. So, okay. One thing that you said was so important is like, um, I, I, in everything. So in, when I was a classroom teacher, we used uh, the responsive classroom, which is like, um, never expect that someone knows how to do something. So um, that means, you know, if a kid draws on the wall and we're mad about it, it's really, it's entirely our fault if we didn't explicitly show exactly how and where we use the crayons, um, which I know is a hard, is a hard right. one, and, but it's like, you have to, with everything, like kids don't know how to do things. They're not just like something, yes, for sure. They're just going to learn from seeing you, but don't expect that they know how to do it. Like I, and I always I remember my third grade classroom teacher, we did how to books on how to um, make a peanut butter and jelly. And this stuck out with to me. And I still think about it to this day, you know, like 25 years later, um, I'm like, I was the only one and the only one that got it right because my sisters were older than me and they knew the trick, but um, it was how to make a peanut butter and jelly. And so you had to write all of the steps of how to make a peanut butter and jelly. And so people were like, get the peanut butter, put it on the bread. And so the teacher would take the jar of peanut butter and put it on top of the loaf of bread. Uh huh. And like to show that like one, there's steps in things that are important. And like two, like we don't want to skip certain things when we're explaining things or, you know, whatever. So I wrote it, you know, like take the jar of peanut butter in your oh. hand and take your other hand to tw twist the lid off. Uh -huh. Kind of like, I feel like doing something like that really helps kids see 
your process where like rather than like being like this house is a mess yeah. like you need to see the steps like this house is a mess we all live here this is our space like the problem is that the house is a mess not like that mom's mad that the house is a mess it's not mom's house like we how do we like take care of this space together. Okay, I see that there's clothes out on the floor. So I have to fold the clothes and put them in my closet. I see that there's dishes on the table, you know, kind of like naming things rather than like, oh, this is just a mess and now mom's mad. Yeah, the big think aloud, right? That we're like thinking all the things that were going through our head. And um, yeah, that's incredibly important to recognize, acknowledge and start practicing. And that's that's what gets hard, right? Because we let when we when we're home or and we have jobs to do and houses to maintain and we kind of let things build right so like we're like okay the tent fort okay the legos okay and then all of a sudden it is it's just like the house has exploded um but one thing that has really helped us is that since the tv or nintendo can go on at three that's like an immediate way to to also be like okay hey guys it's two o'clock by the time it's three, this, this, and this, maybe make like a little checklist. I love doing like a little sketch checklist on a scrap piece of paper. These are the things that need to get picked up and put away before that three o'clock. If it's not done, nothing goes on. And and I think that also kind of prepping, giving kids like the information they need with a, a time span is also really helpful because then it helps with time management too. Um you know like some kids will be like oh well, we have a whole hour it doesn't matter and then you kind of have to let them if they're older you kind of have to let them play around with that idea right like without which is hard because as a parent you want to be like no trust me you need to start now to get it done but sometimes you know we need to just give them the information give them the amount of time that we think they might need and then let them see if that if what they thought worked or didn't work because chances are if the Nintendo doesn't go on until 345 and it needs to be off by a certain time the next day they're going to be they're going to be using like a different time management system yeah I I feel like visual timers are really good at helping with this so they can like see it counting down um also I just thought of a good um a good a good skill that might be like a fun like gamifying something because I know a lot of people are asking like how do I get my kids to make make their lunch for themselves and then like clean up after it um but a thing a way you could add another uh you just something you said made me think of this another skill in there is like having them make lunch for each other and then having a conversation about it like what went well with this for you oh hilarious I can totally see my kids just depending on which child making for which yes (laughs) and then being like you know I liked how you um did a shape for my dessert but I didn't prefer the um the crust on my sandwich and then like so like they can like then like take notes and then refine their performance where if they were just making their own lunch they know what to do so they're not necessarily like learning and they are learning the skill but like you know to if they're if they're doing it for each other it's kind of like silly like restaurant like okay here's your post lunch uh interview survey 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's funny. It sounds like a like a lunch competition. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like to gamify everything. I was talking to a friend also, and she's like, I. She always writes the list. She's really clear. The same friend. She's really clear. She has the list. They know what to do before they have to get out the door in the morning. She's like, that's why she's like overwhelmed. She's like, they usually are so good at this. So uh-huh. I to like, I was like, just pick, have a meeting in the morning, and like write down, like have them tell you. So look, say, look around the room. I want everybody to write down one thing they notice that needs to be done in the house, put it in a cup. And then she has a three-year-old too. So I was like, okay, you and the three-year-old are a team. Everybody's participating. You pull one out and then you go like race to get it done. Like see how mm-hmm. fast you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. And kids like that too. And I think that's what like, I've noticed with putting all the life skills in the calendar too, is that they've also thought of it more of like a game rather than a task. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, that that's so important to to be able to be a little bit playful, and it's also tricky because we bring our own things that are on our mind into mm-hmm. our reactions, right? And um, that yeah. I think that that's part of just. I, and I can't remember what um, if this was you or if I was talking about this with someone else, but I, I think it was probably you about like how to order and how to like order respectfully and politely. And so I think I used to do this in my classroom, not about ordering, but like kids like to practice how not to do something too. And that also helps them learn how to do something. So yeah. like, if you're like, show me how to be really rude about ordering pizza. Okay. Right. And then like, oh, I noticed that you, you didn't look at me in the eye or, or that you didn't, you know, say thank you. Like, nice job there. Okay. Now show me how yeah. politely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Absolutely. Well, and one other thing that comes to mind too, is like last night I needed to talk to my kids about something really important. And, um, but I, I also knew that, you know, when there's three different personalities. So the strategies with that is either talk to them one-on-one because then they don't have distractions of like siblings saying things in the middle of conversations. Or what I did is I put like kinetic sand in the middle of us and the four of us kind of sat around. And then I just started like touching the kinetic sand as I started talking with them. And then I noticed like, you know, instantly everybody kind of is listening better because they're just kind of like has something in their hand and they're playing with it as we're talking. And it, it, it only needed like three minutes, but I knew that if I didn't have something to kind of gather us and, and, um, just redirect the energy, then they, it would have been a lot longer than three minutes. So. Oh, that's so brilliant. Yeah. It was really helpful. It's so wise. Okay. So I'm going to recap things that you've taught us already. Um, one, figure out what's important to you on changing things. Like, uh, like, is it that I want them to learn to make their bed or brush their teeth? Um, make a list, be clear with them and pick one. Are you doing one life skill a day or a week? Did you say? No, just one a day. But again, knowing that if you don't get to it, you don't get to it. And and you're not going to feel any sort of guilt about not getting to it. Yeah. Um, are there any other, I'm going to have to have you on. I know everybody's going to request to have you back and I have to run. So I wish I could talk for longer, but is there any parting wisdom that you want to give people who are teaching their big kids life skills this summer? I think get really good at one thing at a time. Um, like right now it's like when you finish eating, 
wash your bowl, put it in the dishwasher. And we got to fix, we got to figure that part out before we can move to the next thing. Um, but I'll also give you the post for the life skills for big kids. So if anybody wanted to get the downloads, there's a calendar, there's a checklist and there's a blank calendar that parents can just fill out if they have their own ideas. Yep. I can get that to you and you can put that in the notes. Put it right in the show notes. And I'm not kidding that I'm going to like bug you to be back in like three weeks. Yay, I look forward to it. Yeah, I know, but we, we had to start a little bit late because of I the, the podcast format wasn't working. So we, that's why it feels rushed. People are probably like, no, I want more. At least I am. <laughs> Depends how long your walk is, right? Or your car ride. Exactly. But I'm like, wait, I want, I have like 40 more questions. Um, but okay. That was, that was so helpful. Thank you so much for making the time. I know you have such a busy juggle with your three big kids. Oh gosh, it's hilarious. We are running out the door to the pediatrician and then um, the world of Coke they want to go to today. So. Oh my gosh. Well, I can't see <laughs> pictures of that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for having me. I always love chatting with you. So thank you for letting me be in your space here. Oh my gosh. Ditto. I can't wait to uh, talk to you again soon. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye.